Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we look at rising grain markets pushed up by drought. We have a feature on the importance of monitoring water and canola crops during extremely hot weather. We also have a report on crops in Manitoba. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazenk Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazenk, 306-721-6667. Grain markets were moving up this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo Says canola futures rose $64 a ton for the week, while wheat was up $1 a bushel. Well, you're right, Jim. Never a dull day right now. On the canola front here this week, November canola up approximately $64 a ton. We actually reached a new contract high on Tuesday for the November futures at about $949 a ton. So uh, still very positive trends there. On the Minneapolis wheat front, on the September contract, up a dollar a bushel just in this week. So today alone, we are up approximately 27 cents a bushel. Again, putting in new contract highs here. And I was looking back actually on a a 20-year chart, and this level has not really been seen since 2013. And, you know, at $10 a bushel might be in sight if really all of the the factors kind of stay the way that they are. So what are the factors this week that push November canola futures up $64 a ton and wheat is up a dollar a bushel? Well, starting off on the wheat front, and again, it's similar to canola too, but the weather is really still very threatening and could keep sparking more of a continued uptrend on the spring wheat areas. Funds could easily keep staying in this market. And again, Minneapolis wheat is considered a smaller wheat market than maybe Chicago and Kansas. But again, continuing, you know, deteriorating crop conditions in both the U.S. and Canada over the next two weeks is really the main driver here right now. And on on the canola front here, similar story, definitely in our crop uh, here in, in Canada. And what I'm watching as well, too, is just there is some rains that are coming through some parts in the States. Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, northern Ohio, but the Dakotas are missing out on that. And, you know, soil moisture has been, you know, dropping even more so. And just looking at, again, 
the continued forecast further out, it is supposed to be very warm. And as kind of more of that unfolds, it'll be interesting to see how canola is affected possibly by the soy complex and vice versa. Soybean oil is looking like it wants to go back to contract highs and, and, and through that there. So that will be potentially supportive for canola through through harvest. But I know probably many listeners here, their crops might not look the way that they want them to. And that's, you know, I've been talking to clients about, you know, what strategies could be done there to maybe put some extra in clients' pockets this year. So what is the outlook next week and beyond? Well, again, the forecast is still very dry, and that's going to continue, you know, this trend here now for Minneapolis wheat to have a down day of, you know, 25 or, or more cents isn't out of the question. Um, however, you know, right now the trend is still up, and, you know, one thing that I say to clients is the trend is your friend, but don't fall in love with the trend. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Adam Picallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialist. From moisture meters to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. Weather continues to be a key factor in the grain market. Errol Anderson with ProMarket Communications in Calgary says canola could reach $1,000 a ton on the futures market. We've seen this market on the November contract. Uh, it was down around uh, uh, closer to $700 a metric ton, and it shot up this week to $900 and nearly $50 a metric ton, which begs the case, can, can the futures actually go to $1,000 a ton, which in my belief it could um, but this market is really volatile, and the global vegetable oil market uh, uh, is not quite uh, in the same pace as canola. Uh, we're seeing a rise, actually, in, in global vegetable oil production, um, and uh, that suggests that the demand for export demand for canola in the new crop year, I believe, will be down. So we're going to see a, a smaller crop in Canada, but we're going to see smaller demand, in my view. So most of the canola, I believe, is going to head into the domestic market. But with that said, the November contract, in my re- uh, view, is uh, got a window right now of about $850 as a low and $1,000 as a high. So uh, this is an incredible range that I've never seen in my career. Anderson says other crops have also seen price hikes. They are. They're starting to move up. Uh, the pea market is moving up. The, both the yellows and the greens right now are in that $10 to ten fifty per bushel. But the one thing I've, picked, I've noticed is that the actual buyer demand is somewhat muted. So the prices have moved up. But you know, not the quantities aren't quite there yet. Uh, the lentil market has uh, definitely firmed up. Um, where um, you know mustard prices are moving higher, so generally it pulses in, as a whole are starting to rise, and and certainly it'll be interesting after harvest uh, when buyers start to scramble for them. Anderson says the drought is also affecting the livestock sector. Well, right now we're seeing pressure, particularly on the cow market. Um, the cow prices, uh, you know, they were above a dollar per pound. Uh, now they're down to about 90 cents, 
And in my belief, I think the cow market will gradually move down possibly to about 80 cents per pound as we head into early fall market. Uh, looking at the fat market, we've sort of got the dog days of summer when it comes to beef demand, and this is seasonal, but we saw the fat cattle market here in Alberta peak out at about $1.65 per pound. We're down to about $1.55 right now. Uh, my thought is that going into that late summer, early fall market, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the fats here in Alberta move down into that dollar thirty-five to dollar forty per pound range. Ariel Anderson is with Pro Market Communications in Calgary. Apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group Three herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. Joined right now by the former CEO of Pulse Canada, it is Gordon Bacon. Gordon, how are you? Sean, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Well, and Gordon, congratulations. Yesterday, release came out that you are one of uh, this year's inductees into the Canadian Agricultural Hall of Fame. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you, Sean. It really uh, was a surprise to me, um, uh, and I'm, I feel very honored and, uh, and humbled by it. So I, I appreciate um, the selection committee's work, the nomination, and I'm uh, very proud to be part of uh, not only the, the class of 2021, but to be part of uh, the organization and all of the people that they've honored over the years. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, you know, what does this news mean to you? Like, obviously, it's a, a very select group of individuals that have greatly contributed to the, this very diverse, great industry. So when you heard the news, what were your first thoughts? Well, I, I was honestly, my head was spinning and, I, and I, my thoughts were just racing around. Like, how did I end up here? How did, how did this even happen? And and, and I really thought a lot about all of the people who had been a mentor to me, the uh, people who I had worked for and worked with who provided me with direction, uh, all of the people who both challenged me and supported me in the things we do. And, and an analogy that came to my mind was, you know, in my career, my work has been like a long chain, and I'm just one link. And, and I was thinking about all the people in that chain and their strengths and, and the things that we did and the things that we succeeded at or failed at, you know, we're, we're all shared along this whole chain of people. And, and, you know, going back to the people who I looked up to and who taught me a lot of things. So I just felt like um, it really brought into focus all of the people in my career across four provinces in Canada that I've worked and, and the people who uh, challenged me, because I don't always get things right, who supported me when I didn't get it right as well as when I did. So um, it really was a time to look back and and uh, try to find that answer for myself. How did I end up here? Yeah, t- 24 years uh, in the leadership position at Pulse Canada, it also is an opportunity to kind of reflect back and think about how the Pulse industry has changed and grown and really become a, a flagship from a production standpoint on the prairies. 
it's come a long ways, Gordon, and, and you've been uh, in the leadership position for a lot of that ride. Yeah, and, and you know, not always did we have, like, certainly never have unanimous support. Lots of times, we, you know, where our own board of directors was divided on things. And, and I am thinking of things like go back 15 years and talk about health and nutrition where, you know, there wasn't a lot of focus on talking about health and nutrition when you were in a commodity business. Uh, and there certainly wasn't any discussion and still lots of debate about sustainability. But I also really quick to point out the idea about health, nutrition, and environmental sustainability came out of a Canadian Ag Research Council report in the mid-1990s. And when Pulse Canada was set up, there was one staff person, and I worked very closely with the chair of the board at the time, Lyle Minogue, and, and Lyle wanted to have a strategic planning session to bring in a diverse cross-section of people in the Pulse, from, from plant breeders, agronomists, to you know, marketers and, and government people. And really, we came down to say that the CARC report really had nailed it when saying Canada will always have trouble competing on a global basis if it's just on a commodity basis, because that's about price. You want to sell more, you lower the price. And that's not the goal the industry starts out with. So the CARC report talked about how Canadian agricultural products needed to differentiate themselves on the basis of health, nutrition, and sustainability. So we took that to heart. We made that part of our goal, and we stuck with it, and we wrote it through the good times. Any different than any other group, but we we focused on on those three areas, and we maintained that focus. So we we do have a track record in the pulse industry of trying to build you know a database around these areas of health, nutrition, and sustainability. This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Infuse some energy into your next corporate event, customer meeting, or conference with Real Ag Radio, Canada's national agriculture radio show. Create a unique experience at your next event with host Sean Haney, broadcasting Real Ag Radio live on Sirius XM, featuring exciting guests, captivating interviews, and the latest news from the agriculture community. Contact advertising at realagriculture.com or call 587-787-1795 to book your on-location with Real Ag Radio today. The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, risk of a thunderstorm late this afternoon and tonight, hazy, the high 33 today, the low 17. Saturday, partly cloudy with 40% chance of showers and thunderstorm in the morning and early in the afternoon. Becoming sunny late in the afternoon tomorrow, hazy. Wind south 20 becoming light near noon, the high 34 Saturday, the low 17. Sunday, sunny, the high 33, the low 16. Monday, sunny, the high 32, the low 18. Tuesday, increasing cloudiness, the high 32. 60% chance of evening showers, the low 18. Wednesday, partly cloudy and the high 30, the low 17. Thursday, sunny, the high 32. Normal high for this date, 26, the normal low is 11. The sun rose at 5.05 this morning, it sets at 9.04 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now is tied for Coronac and Rock Glen at 32. The cold spot way north, Uranium City at 10. Estevan is 28, Saskatoon 25, 
Swift Current 27, Weyburn 31, Yorkton is 29. Regina, sunny and 28, that's 82 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at 9. Humidity is 44%, the barometer rising 101.0. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 28, winds are from the north, northeast at 13. Once again, Regina, sunny and 28, that's 82 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Producers are checking their canola fields for symptoms of excessive heat. One of these symptoms can be missing pods. Hot days of 28 to 30 degrees Celsius and higher from bud to mid-flowering stages can have a significant effect on canola yield, reducing flower reproductive function and resulting in blanks along the stem. Warren Ward is an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada. Well, unfortunately, Doug, there's not a whole lot uh, we can do on on that front. Hopefully everybody's done what they can uh, earlier in the year and even prior to this year to, to maximize the amount of soil moisture that they have because really when it comes to these hot, dry conditions, that's our, our best line of defense is having adequate uh, adequate moisture to help that plant through the stress. Um, you know, when we start seeing these temperatures that are above 30 degrees in the day and the nights don't cool off much, that uh, that's where we really start to see the, the stress impacting the canola crop. Ward has seen some heat damage. You know, it's uh, anything that's starting is probably at the most risk for damage right now. So certainly have seen a little blasting starting to occur where uh, where basically those flowers that have bloomed just aren't going to form pods. The, I guess the fortunate thing with that as well, though, is that uh, canola, because it's such an elastic plant, if we get some moisture here and conditions do improve, um, as long as that plant is still flowering, there's still an opportunity for it to shoot out some, some new flowers and and uh, keep trying to build yield that way. Ward says there are some options for producers. Yeah, you know there are there are some products that do make claims to help to help plants through uh, heat stress. Uh, with that, I always like to take the approach of buyer beware. And if uh, you know if a person is planning on using one of those products, just gather as much information on it as possible. Hopefully, uh, hopefully there's some good replicated yield data that that the companies would have available for for reference material. And if not, and you're still planning on on using something, I would really recommend leaving some check strips out in the field. That way you can come back at harvest time and just double check, uh, make sure or see if there was an actual benefit to using those products. Some people, if you're really uncertain whether you should use it or not, could just go and and treat a few strips in the field and rather than than, uh, applying it across all of your acres. And that might be just a way of, of evaluating a product and, and you might have it uh, have that information available for future use. Ward adds there's a webinar coming up on harvest loss. Yeah, so it's uh, there's a harvest loss webinar uh, put on by Manitoba Canola Growers on July 27th at uh, 11 a.m. in Saskatchewan and 12 o'clock p.m. in Manitoba. And basically it is a... Uh, a uh, webinar looking at practical tips to mani- uh, to minimize canola harvest losses. So uh, just thinking ahead to harvest time and, and trying to capture as much of that yield as possible and not lose it out the back end of a combine. As part of that, people who are attending will be registered to win a um, 
a uh, harvest loss measuring system from Bushel Plus as well. So there's some little extra incentive to uh, to people to participate in this webinar as well. Warren Ward is an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada based in Springside. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. The latest Manitoba crop report is out. Manitoba Agriculture's Ann Kirk's as extreme weather conditions predominated this past week. Yeah, hot, dry weather continues across much of the province. Uh, we didn't see any significant rainfall last week. Uh, some little pockets of Manitoba did receive some rainfall, but for the most part, conditions remain very dry uh, for the majority of the province. She says it's had a big impact on crop conditions province-wide. Definitely not good for crops. So uh, crops are running out of moisture and crop hay and pasture conditions do continue to deteriorate without and without any moisture in um, in the forecast, they will continue to deteriorate until we do get some significant moisture. Oh, I was just going to say that we do see that, that, you know, the spring cereals, the peas and the canola, they're starting to pod or seed fill. Uh, so, you know, without any moisture, we would see some uh, flower pod abortion, um, spikelet abortion, and just some smaller seeds uh, and fewer of them than we would like to see. She says grasshoppers are a concern in some regions of Manitoba. Yeah, uh, grasshoppers do continue to be an issue across the province. We are seeing some spring, um, you know, most of cereal crops, hay, pasture, headlands, um, you know, ditches and roadways. Um, but yeah, with these dry conditions continuing, grasshoppers are continuing to um, cause crop damage. The arm of Armstrong in Manitoba has declared a state of agricultural disaster. Yeah, that's the second RM uh, in the Interlake portion of Manitoba that has declared an agriculture state of disaster. Um, just as a result, um, you know, of the continued hot, dry conditions and grasshopper feeding in the area. Haying is progressing across Manitoba. Haying uh, does continue across the province. Um, you know, most areas are on first cut hay. It, the quali hay quality is good. Uh, yields are obviously lower than uh, normal. So in some areas, they are quite low, depending on how much moisture they got. We have heard of reports of people delaying their first cut because they're unsure if they'll get a second cut. Um, and people that have cut, um, you know, there's very limited or low regrowth. She says spring cereal crops are maturing. Uh, you know, spring cereals are most, in most of the province, they're in the milk stage. So they're either in very late flower or in the milk stage. Um, you know, in throughout the province, cereals are, in the northwest region, they are rated as 70% in good condition. And they have been better able to withstand the challenging um, but, you know, the yield potential will continue to decrease if we don't see any significant rainfall and if these hot conditions continue. Uh, so, you know, with um, these hot, dry conditions, we will see, you know, lower yields and lower test weights on those crops. Weather was the main cause of crop loss this past week in Manitoba. Uh, there was some small amounts of hail in specific regions um, this last week. But for the most part, and in the northwest, like I mentioned, some strong winds caused some crop lodging. Uh, but we haven't really seen any significant storms or crop damage um, in big areas in the province. And Kirk is with Manitoba Agriculture. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. 
Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Canola gained 1180 at 899.47. One red spring wheat went up 893 at 388.36. The rest were unchanged. Durham 336.20. Feed barley 254.65. Flax 677.94. Lentils 751.50. Oats, 216.53. Yellow peas, 347.27. Feed wheat, 238.84. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, September spring wheat is up 25 and a quarter cents at 9.19 and a quarter cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest quotes. This is Graham Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Four hundred on offer here this week. This cow market maybe a buck stronger on these top top end cows. These really good cows. Very eighty eight to ninety two sales up to ninety six and a quarter. Medium kind of cows anywhere from seventy nine to eighty eight. Shelly cows from seventy right up to eighty one bucks. The good bulls a dollar eleven right up to a dollar twenty two and a quarter. These yearling market it continues awfully strong out here right now. We are having an off truck yearling sale Tuesday July twenty seventh. We got a thousand listed for that one already. And don't forget to attend the big bull riding in Ben Gump, Sunday, July twenty fifth. This is Grandpa Net reporting. Let's have a great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold sixty three hundred hogs Thursday, selling in a range of two thirty eight to two fifty four per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around forty seven hundred head, selling in a range of two forty two to two fifty six per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, July 17th are Ole West 2020 contract, 246.20, Ole West 2021 contract, 249.20, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 238.82, Hams Cash, 236.82, Thunder Creek Brick Co., 238.93, High Life Cash and Contract, 254.88 dollars per CKG. Hams Cash hog price today is mixed and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar is down 48 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2572. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.45 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash markets are mixed to finish the week, with the negotiated Western Corn Belt region pulling back slightly, while the national formula regions are seeing some support. Weekly base prices for weekend July 17th are likewise mixed, but residing at comparatively high values. Variability in the individual primals continues to be a feature of the poor cutout, but the net value strengthened to end the week, led by bellies. News surfaced this morning that Germany has recorded its first ASF outbreaks in its domestic herd after the wild boar population was at first only impacted. Two small farms near the Polish border were affected. For now, regionalization principles established with the EU and the other trading partners mean that export activity is not expected to change all that much unless more outbreaks are recorded and the situation gets worse. Lean hog futures are higher this morning, but still trading within the recently established range. Coming up, the Resource Report. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families. In Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau has issued a statement after a virtual meeting with her provincial counterparts yesterday. She says it was a lead-up to the annual conference in Guelph in early September. Bebeau says she is closely working with the provinces to monitor and respond to the evolving drought in western Ontario, the prairies and B.C. Bebeau says the federal government is ready to assist to ensure an adequate response to the crisis, including business risk programs. 
She is committed to working closely with the provinces to assess policies to respond to the extreme weather. In particular, she says the drought-affected provinces could invoke the late participation provision of agri-stability to allow more producers to access the support program. She also urged prairie governments to match the federal offer to raise the agri-stability compensation rate to 80%, which she says would mean an added $75 million nationally to farmers who need it the most every year. She's also prepared to receive any formal submission for agri-recovery from the provinces, which are needed to trigger the process. Agri-recovery is cost-shared 60-40 that provides emergency support in cases of natural disasters. The ministers directed officials to organize a meeting with drought-affected provinces soon to discuss agri-recovery in more detail. Ongoing consultations were also held for the next agricultural policy framework set to begin in April 2023. She wants to find improvements to the business risk programs. Babo added protecting Canadian pork producers from the threat of African swine fever remains a major priority for Ottawa. On the markets, the TSX is down 114 points at 20,069. The Dow has fallen 99 points at 34,887. Oil is up 29 cents at 71.67 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is up one one hundredth of a cent at 79.47 cents U.S. That's the Resorts Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.